Hello everybody, welcome to Water Wine Time with Megan Weaver, Love, Life, and Entertainment. So I have uh, <laughs> Nicholas Travis who's sipping his drink right now. Sip it. Hopefully enjoying it. I hope it's like good sips, savoring wow. it. This is my first time having uh, Hennessy and apple juice and it is delicious. And you know, it's funny because the Hennessy and apple juice, we uh, I had that for the first time at John's aunt's house and I was like, oh, damn. She goes in hard. Hennessy? Yeah. Apple juice? Like, that's a real drink. That's not like, oh, you know, I just sip wine every now and then. You think of older people, you yeah. think like, oh, you know, Hennessy. Yeah, especially for me. I don't I don't come from a drinking family. Like, yeah. uh, my, uh, like, put it this way, my mom, she'll have one of my stepdad's beers, or like mm-hmm. half a beer, and be like, yeah, I'm ready to go sleep now. I was like, ah. You ain't even had shit. Like, you didn't even about? drink. What you mean? You tired? Yeah. And so it's like, like my aunts would drink like, like one of my aunts would drink like a a wine cooler and shit. And so it's like. And it's like, ooh, I, I'm fuzzy inside. Yeah. It's like. Ooh, I feel all tingly. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Now, as far as the men in my family, like, I know my uncle, a couple of my uncles, they'll drink heavy beer and stuff. They're heavy beer, beer drinkers. But other than that, yeah, I'm like, so. I guess the point that I'm trying to make is I've never came up around like, you know, drinking. I, I figured out how to drink all by myself or with yeah. my friends at least. And so it was just like Hennessy coming around. Hennessy was just like I had it straight. I had it with Coke before, mm-hmm. but never with apple juice. And I, uh, I like this. It's like an adult, but like a kid drink. Cause like when you drink apple juice, when I think of apple juice, I think of like kindergarten. Exactly. You know, it's like a little juice box. Yeah. Like, I don't drink apple juice as an adult. And then when I, I think do. of... I don't. I mean, I just think... I mean, but you think of it as, like, yeah. a kid drink. Sometimes I'll be a like... A kid juice. Do I want orange juice today? Nah, I want that apple. I'm like, let me get that apple juice, though. Let me get that apple. Let me get that apple. And even when I think of, like, Hennessy, I think of, like, nigga drink. Yeah. I don't think, oh, you know, it's so... <laughs> like, it's a classy <laughs> no, drink. It, it's, it's bad. Don't it feel has, bougie. It has, it's bad it has that rap, but it's like, yeah, it's like... Because you just know niggas that drink Hennessy, you be like, yeah, that's a nigga drink. That's, yeah, so if someone orders it, especially at my job, when I'm bartending, I'm like, who ordered Hennessy? Yeah. And you look like, okay, yeah, niggas. I expected you to drink Hennessy. Use the nigga, so you drink Hennessy. What but what's your, what's your go-to drink, though? If you're drinking and you're like, all right, I'm having a good time, what's your party drink? Now it's Jameson and Ginger Ale. Okay. It's been that way for like, fat. I might be fucking Henny and Apple Juice now. God, this is, I like this shit. Let me, I'm about to have a sip because I ain't had this since when we went to North Carolina. I don't even think I had it out here. But there, I mean, it, like, it just has to be the ratio. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I fucks with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, normally... It seems like that slow creeper, too. Yeah, I, I feel like creeping already. Yeah. But normally, yeah, Jameson and Ginger Ale has been that way for the past couple of years, and then before that, it was just, like, regular shit, like, uh, uh, fucking Red Bull and vodka or mm. something like that, but yeah. Just, like, something that's easy to order, like, at a bar. Yeah. You know? I mean, shit, I was going to talk about some other stuff, but since we're already into drinking, might as well go straight to drinking shit. So where do you like to go drinking? Where's your spot? You either drink at home, you want to drink out at a bar. Well, see, you know you know us, Megan. Yeah. You know, our, I remember our, saying for everybody here, you our, know. Our bar is uh, 504. Mm-hmm. That's the one we go to, uh, like, majority of the time. Like, we might go check out another one every now and again. 
But yeah, obviously we like because because of my money situation, I like to drink at home mm-hmm. and then go to the bar, maybe order a couple there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where I like to drink. A really dope bar is I don't know if you've been with us before but we went to the edison i've been to the edison downtown a couple times that's a really nice bar it's like a that's like a 20s and then like a 20s feel inside yeah yeah because they had like the restaurant because i went there for chanel's birthday oh, okay and we dressed up she was like dress up 20s and those little oh okay see we i guess it, I, just... I guess it was the edison i don't know see, i'm trying to... what was you remember what she was on no fuck it no it was years remember. ago i was yeah. probably i don't remember what she was on. i was, I was, I was gonna it. say if you said something i might remember no I, I, the name edison just sounds familiar but the thing about i love about la hanging out with our uh our friend walter is just like like he'll take us randomly to a bar and then uh, like since i moved out here i've been to like a few like random bars with him mm-hmm. and it just be like what is this place? Then I, I I won't know how to get to it and shit. Mm. Like, but I feel like downtown or just LA in general has these yeah, little hole in the wall. Yeah, and you walk in like, damn, LA, you know, yeah, it's like this is here. It's cool as fuck, but then it's like I end up so drunk I won't know how to get back to the place. Yeah. So then you gotta figure out. You gotta have somebody that's like somewhat sober. Yeah. Enough to figure I mean, out. I could always ask Walter. Yeah. He takes, he's true, he's the one that shows true. me the place, but I, I was like, yeah. I wouldn't know how to get there by myself. Yeah, you have somebody that knows. I remember one time we went to like this like bar that was like you walked inside but you were still outside. It was weird. It was like mm-hmm. this outside bar. Yeah, but yeah, that was cool as fuck. Uh what else did I go to Walt and Marcel? Just these random places like downtown. Like I love going out in LA. Cause I didn't whenever I was in North Carolina I didn't go out a bunch. Mm-hmm. I went to maybe a couple places with John. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I didn't go out that much. We just drank at home all the time, bought some bottles, chilled at the house. Yeah, and but it's different. There. Yeah. North Carolina going out is different than L.A. going out. But even then, which is very true, but mm-hmm. even then, we weren't like go out type people. Mm-hmm. We were like... Uh, we were like, we're gonna throw a little, we're gonna have a little get together. We we just we just never became like, yeah, we're gonna go out and have fun. We didn't do that until we got here, mm-hmm. and then we were like, why were we going out before? Like, why have we been doing this? Oh, yeah. This shit is fucking fun. We're wasted. Yeah. All this stuff that we can do. The bitches is everywhere. Like, look, everybody's like beautiful, yeah. and then you wake up the next day, you you see someone's face. You're yeah, like, I should have had like a billion one night stands in North Carolina, but I didn't. Yeah, well, I, well maybe it's good because then you might have like a billion and one kids. That's true. You know, if you always one I night stands, you could have had a bunch of. You should have a couple already. <laughs> you could have like you could have kids. I mean, you may have some floating kids. I don't know. Well, Do you? We don't even, nah, we, we don't even get to what I should have. <laughs> I'm just saying, for a dude, you might not ever know if you have certain That's kids out true. there. Because there are some That's women, you know, I I don't have kids. I would never be that person. But if you think about it, you can have kids and not tell the dude. Let me ask a question. Which is fucked up. Let me ask a question. Does it count as a one night stand if you talk to the person afterwards, even though y'all only still had sex one time? No. I feel Does like a count? one night stand is one night tires. and that's it. Okay, so I never really, really had a one night stand in. Even though I met her the first night, we had sex, but then it's just, we still talk though. Because that's not one night. But we ain't had sex again. But y'all talked afterwards. Whatever. Cause if you hang out at one night, it's like what, all right, y'all well, bang, and after that, it's done, and then you go home. She goes home. It's like, damn, should I call him? Should I call her? It's like, nah, sex wasn't that good. I'm leave. Like I ain't gonna call. Or even like, ooh, well, his breath was tired. See, Fuck that's it. the thing. She was just here visiting, and then she left. 
Well, well we just changed numbers. Y'all could have still stayed in contact. I mean, you we never did. know. It could have been like a long distance. She might have had a good job. Maybe she's going to come back out here. and That could have been something. Could have been your fucking soulmate. Nah, I want soulmate. I knew that, though. Oh, see? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that, though. Well, it was the one, I think, damn, well, she left. But y'all still stay in contact. So I don't think it's a one-night stand. But barely, though. It's not like we talk like. You had half a one-night stand. I, we had half. Because we still talk. Yeah. Now, if y'all didn't talk afterwards, if you woke up and just like, deuces you out, then I'm like, all right, that's it. Yeah. Then that would have been it. And now, were you drunk that night? We got drunk, yeah. Y'all got drunk. We met sober. You met sober. Got drunk. Did y'all have sex drunk or sober? Drunk. Drunk. What do you think is the stupidest thing you ever did when you were drunk that you remember? Because you know, half the time when you get drunk, you have to have people tell you afterwards, like, Nick, let me tell you what you did when you were drunk. Uh, I think the stupidest shit I did was act unruly in a strip club in Vegas. That's what I can remember right now. What'd you do, though? Like, because I, I, I mean, it's a I strip club. I propositioned a stripper. And to have she, sex? Apparently, yeah, apparently she was not happy about that. <laughs> For what she, I told about the she way didn't she didn't want to be propositioned? Yeah, not in the way I did. So, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of that's one. Uh, <laughs> you gonna list them out? List them out. Well, that was the one. People, people have asked me that question a lot. Like, what's the craziest thing you did mm-hmm. while you drinking? It's like, I, it's like so many. I get so many stories. Oh, I remember one time spring break years ago in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. I was I ran, jumped over a bush because I saw my friends in a car. Mm-hmm. So I ran, jumped over the bush, tripped on the bush, fell in the street. And stayed in the street, just laid there. <laughs> what? And it was traffic. <laughs> so you just laid. I just you laid there. Died, and you just laid there in the middle of the street. And they, they kind of just picked me up, put me in the car, and were like, <laughs> "Why were you in the street?" So you went night night. I went night night in the street. Well, in I was. Just, well, it was kind of. I just you was laughing over the bush. I was laughing in the middle of the street on the ground. Laying in the street on the ground, I was laughing at tripping over the bush. You like, oh shit, that's fucking yeah. funny. That's funny. I fell. Yeah. So that's one story. Uh, let me think. Let's see if I got another. Damn. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of another. I, I, it'll come to me later. I'll be like, oh man. Yeah, like remember that? Oh, let me tell you about this time then. Man, that's crazy. I couldn't imagine. I don't think I've ever been that drunk. I mean, I've granted, I've, you know, I've been drunk, but on the street. Well, see, this is like, cause I was pretty much, I was a square mm-hmm. coming up, so I didn't really, really drink. I drank one time whenever I was 18, and then I didn't really start drinking until. Uh, right before my 21st birthday, and that's when we went on the spring break to Bahamas. Like, the month of my 21st birthday mm. was dope, because we went spring break to Bahamas, then we came back, our friend had a birthday, so we drank that weekend, mm. and then our birthday, uh, I say our, because me and Louis had the same birthday weekend, mm-hmm. which is your birthday weekend, yes, too. Yes, it is. Our three, my birthday is three days before yours. Mm-hmm. So, we, uh, like, it was just a month full of fucking drinking and having fun. So that was really dope. Uh, so your liver 21st. was just pissed off. Yeah, because like I said, this is like the first time I'm like really getting into drinking. So you waited till you were like yeah. 21. And That's not to, good. Yeah, not to mention like the day I turned 21, like this was stupid as fucking shit. All right, me and the boys got in the car and we were like, I'm 21, I'm trying to buy some liquor. Megan, oh, tell me why, no, we went to the, why, why we went to the gas station and bought some fucking Mad Dog. Uh, <laughs> and it was just like we went uh, uh, we went in on the mat. I forgot who was there. I want to say Jamal was with me. I'm sorry if you don't know my friend's names, but yeah, I want to say Jamal was there. You get on here. And uh, I 
can't remember who else because that's how. But you drink the weirdest was. shit, some or like the stupidest shit the first time you're drinking. Yeah. Like, now, like I don't, I wouldn't even imagine drinking a Mad Dog now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to the liquor touch, store. I wouldn't touch the shit. That's like Smirnoffs. Like yeah. That's how you know your age when you buy certain stuff. Like, cause we we thought we were, like I said we thought we were really doing something in Bahamas because we were drinking rum and punch, and motherfucking mm. amaretto sours. Oy. Yeah, amaretto sours another I would one never too. Drink it's that like, shit again. yeah, just because. But I thought well, it's yeah. sweet. Yeah, I thought I was doing something though, cause it was just like this. Is what we had, we had. Uh, I said rum and punch, rum and coke, and amaretto sours, cause they were basically free. Because of the packages we had to go down, mm-hmm. so that's what we were drinking. And Bahama Mamas, that's we like, another yeah, drink. Getting, getting drunk. Well, yeah. I, was, I mean, I was getting drunk. You get but I mean, after any amount of alcohol, you can get yeah, drunk. Off but of it. it won't like, yeah. So we were just drinking any and everything. So that, but yeah, I forgot what the uh, uh, reason for this story was. Oh, the stupidest thing that you've done since you oh, were drunk, oh, or yeah. whatever you're drunk. So that was the stupidest thing. Yeah, well, not the and stupidest we just started thing. talking about yeah. drinking and shit. But. The stupidest thing I've ever uh, drank was fucking four loco over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> but it still continues to happen. Uh, yeah, because I, I got, I got, I got, because I got the worst friends in the world. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. What? You mean everybody else but me. Okay, okay. No, because you be in that contingent too, man. Get talking about when we go to Vegas, we got to pop four locos and shit. Wait, I'm not going to be classified here as one of the worst friends, so everybody else can be in that group. I'm going to just put myself in something different. See, like every time I go to Vegas, I got to fucking pop four loco, and it's just, it's not, it's not cool no more. It's not funny anymore. You like it. Last time I did that, I drank the shit so fast, because you know what happens. We drive to Vegas. I'm usually the one that always drives all the way to Vegas. Mm-hmm. So everybody else will pop day for a local before we get there. Mm-hmm. And by the time we park the car inside the hotel, they're drunk. They've drank theirs and they're drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all. Except you. You're always last. You're always got like half a can left. That shit's nasty. It is gross. It's fucking nasty. It's just gross. But but I get there though. To catch up, I I, I smash mine. I always smash mine. But the last time I did that. My heart was pumping. I thought I was going to die in the middle of the hotel lobby. I, I, I was like, I can't do this no more. I can't do the Fort Loco no more. Damn. Oh, can't do it. Oh. Won't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. No. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about Green Bench and your comedy, sketch comedy group, and doing your stand-up okay. at Flappers and Ha Ha, the Improv. These are pretty, you know, good-name comedy clubs out here, especially yeah. the Improv, like, Heavy hitters performing at the Improv. It was dope standing in front of that brick wall. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, That's historic. Yeah, the only, the only thing I didn't have none was Laugh Factory and uh, co- uh, the Comedy Store. Because mm-hmm. uh, Comedy Store is like where it's at. But uh, but the reason I have it, well, I'll get to that later. But yeah, uh, doing uh, Comedy Store was, I mean, not comedy, I'm now confused with them all. Yeah, I'm like, did you perform these Doing places? the Improv was dope because it was like, I did well. Mm-hmm. And you know, like that's what you know. I got good laughs, mm-hmm. so that was really dope for me. And what made you want to start doing stand up? Because you started doing stand up out here. You didn't do stand up in North Carolina. Yeah. Obviously, doing sketch, doing sketch comedy, and uh-huh. doing scripted comedy is completely different. It's a whole new ball game than doing stand up. Yes, it's still comedy, but it's a different kind of know. skill. It's a it's a, it's a different it's a, it's egg. a muscle you got to work muscle. out. And the reason I wanted to do stand because I love stand up. Mm-hmm. I love stand up comedy. Like I, I pay attention to all kinds of stand up comedians. Like some, like I know, like depending on people, they'll be like, yeah, I don't like these type of type of comments. Like some, a lot, I know a lot of black people that be like, yeah, I don't, I don't like you know Cat Williams, Kevin Hart, and, and it's like they don't like the black comics or some 
they like they won't listen to, or they won't uh listen to like a, a Jerry Seinfeld or mm. Bill Burr stuff but I I I listen to them all and uh and I listen to old comics and it's like so I've always loved comedy so uh stand up so I wanted to do it but I was always afraid like I I have mm-hmm. a little bit of stage fright so for me even the first time getting up was just like <sighs> And I, it was like, oh, it was like, yeah, like, is he on drugs? It was like three people in the audience, but I'm mm. like, it's for other people. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And it was just like. You don't know him either. Yeah. So it's not like you have your friends just to laugh regardless. No, and see, that's the thing. I didn't even want to do it in front of my friends. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want them there. I don't want anybody I know there. Like if I, if I would have saw. You didn't want someone there just to no. like. Because I mean, if you have friends there, it's like, I mean, I guess it's good and bad. Because it's good, because, like, you can make it, like, all right, laugh regardless. I don't want nobody faking it. But you don't want it. Okay. No, that's that's cool. I don't want nobody being like, I'm going to laugh because he's my friend. And, and yeah, I didn't want want people I know being like, he ain't that good, but I'm going to just support him. I don't Mm. want that. I want to know how it is. Even though the weirdest thing was I was able to do it. The first time I got up, I was able to do it uh, twice. The very first time I got up, it was awful, awful, and then I was just. But I was so nervous, like I, I dropped the microphone. It was during your set. You yes, dropped it. I oh, dropped shit. the microphone. Like, oh, nervous, and so I was like, <laughs> "That's kind of funny." I was able to go again that very night because the way the uh, it's like a uh, the way it is. The place I went was called Marty's, and it's basically a place where a lot of comedians go and work their stuff, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, like, you know, just for later club dates. And so if we go through the rotation of comedians, uh, you can go up again. And so I did mine, bombed it. They went through the rotation, and I was just like, I'll go again. Fuck it. I got I to gotta get the monkey off my back. And there were these uh, girls that took a stand-up class, and they were there. They had came in after I bombed the first time. And so I think they were just in a good mood. So, but whatever, I don't know what happened, but they loved the jokes I was telling. And so mm-hmm. they were laughing a lot. So that gave me confidence to continue doing it. And so that's why I kept doing it for a while. Uh, and then, like, the first time I did it in front of a paid audience was really dope. Mm-hmm. Really, really dope. Mm-hmm. I, did, uh, I did really well that, that time. And uh, the only reason I don't do it anymore, stand-up, is because of the amount of work that it has to, you have to commit to it. Mm-hmm. And see, like, I commit to doing other stuff, like mm-hmm. you know, just work in general, which really doesn't bother me. But then it's just like the writing of the jokes is just—you got to be committed to do it a lot. You can't just be like, "I'm gonna write these jokes and live." You can write the write a couple jokes and live off the joke, and if they're good jokes. But it's like, you have to be committed to not only write them. And continue writing, but going up as many nights as possible mm-hmm. because you want to get better at it. And I just I wasn't able to commit the time, and it it, it just wasn't in me. Like not not the uh, the fact that I didn't love it. Just as like I knew after doing it a while, or the times that I did do it, it's like I don't love it to that aspect. You know to I mean? put that much time yeah. into it, I like doing sketch comedy with Green Bench. Like I like writing the sketches. I like acting. And stuff like that. And I don't want to be one of those guys that's like, 
Because there are a lot of guys out here in L.A. that, like, I'm an actor first, but I'm going to do st- st- um, stand-up comedies to uh, make it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a, you know, it's just a second thing. And, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm not even that good at stand-up. I'm just doing it. And I got, a, like, a manager, and they, they put me on tour, and I get gigs and that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to cheapen the art. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people do that. And I was like, and not funny either. Like, I've seen a lot of these guys that actually get paid to do stand-up. And it's just like... Man, you're cheating people. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I, yeah, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really not, not for me. It's just like, I, I was all right, but I wasn't great. And I don't want to, like, just keep going uh, and not be, and not give it my full 100. That's true. I, yeah. Yeah, because people do. You want to cheat, especially if you like it. If you yeah. enjoy watching other people do stand-up yeah. and you respect the craft, yeah. then you're like, all right, you know, I'm not as passionate about doing that. So let me not put too many hats on and do all this other stuff when yeah. I know I can devote my attention here. Especially, like, you know, one of our good friends, Maranzio Vez, is stand up. Like, I see the work he puts into it and frustrated, how frustrated he gets with it. And it's just like, yeah, it's not, it's not something I can devote my time to or want to devote my time to. Like, I enjoy watching it more than performing it. Mm-hmm. And not not and yeah, I think I can live without this the uh, the fucking anxiety that I would go through before getting on stage. Cause I mean, I'm talking about every time I got on stage, it was like <laughs> butterflies. I'd be like, God, oh God, I gotta poop. Oh, <laughs> I gotta poop. Oh God, what a, oh God, yeah. what the baby. Oh God, oh. Like, it was awful. Dang. Awful. And that's you why pooped I pooped on stage. That shit. Yeah, that's why. And like I said, I only had. Two good stand-up performances in the time I did it. Mm. Two really good ones. Other than every every other time was decent at best. Yeah. And so mm. I was like, I could probably work myself to be good, but I don't have. I, I'm just not ready to commit to it the way I need to. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's why, I, like, I'm not gonna uh, do nothing, anything half-assed. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. like, if I could commit to it, I would, but I didn't want to. So. Mm-hmm. Well, Green Bench is doing some stuff. We got something coming up Tuesday yes. with the experiment, right? Yes, Tell me about the that. Experiment on BET at BET. five PM Eastern, two PM West uh, Pacific, Pacific, specific, Pacific, Pacific, <laughs> Pacific, specifically, Spe- specifically, specifically Pacific. at two PM Pacific. Nah, but yeah, because uh, I guess they just like our world history barbershop sketches. I don't know how they found it. They hit up our uh, basically our leader. John Holland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> because and I was so like, cultish. Yeah. The leader. Our leader. But I mean, and it was like, hey, we love these World History Barbershop sketches. We want to put them on our, our show. Uh, and it's like, I, I, I love the exposure that it's going to give us. So mm-hmm. I'm like definitely down for it. Uh, World History Barbershop, if you haven't seen it, you can go online and to our YouTube channel, greenbench.tv. No, youtube.com slash greenbench. TV. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, Looks like Nick. Uh, side note: You guys can't see us. Nick had to look at his leader to figure out uh, where to find it. Because we got two YouTube channels. Uh huh. So, but we're trying to send people to the second one. But I'm not going to try to sound like a, a money horse. I don't want to say why we're trying to lead them to the second channel. But we are wanting people to go to YouTube.com/slash/GreenBenchTV. Yeah, but shit, we all know. I mean, I talked about it because it's podcast. monetized. Exactly, it's monetized. I mean, that's so. what everybody should be doing. I want people to take you know from this podcast, like do stuff 
with intentions, you know, if you love something, you still want to make money out of it. Yeah. And I had a conversation with someone earlier, like, yeah, you do love, you know, the craft and the business, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, you want to get paid yeah. to do what you do. And so do that. Keep doing what you're doing, but figure out ways like, oh, if I can do this on YouTube and get paid, get paid. Yeah. So, but yeah, so if you want to go check us out, help us get some viewership, subscribe, please. Yeah, uh, go to that channel. Watch our World History Barbershop sketches. We're about to release... Uh, the one that's going to air on uh, Tuesday is The Caveman. Uh, basically, it's like uh, the invention of fire, the discovery of fire, I want to say. Mm-hmm. But we've had some good ones. Uh, the one, the first one BET aired was uh, Abe Lincoln in the barbershop. Basically, World History Barbershop. Let me explain what that is about. Yeah, I'm anyway. like, what? Because we were like, World yeah, History? Okay. Uh, like, History duh. class? Let me go Barbershop? Back. What? Basically, our leader, John Holland, mm-hmm. he came back from the barbershop <laughs> and was just like, yo, I had, uh, he listened to the, the stupidest argument in the barbershop. I think it was about Kobe, he was telling me. And he was like, yo, so I want to do a sketch where niggas just argue facts from history in the barbershop. So the first one we did was Aristotle arguing the world is flat or world is round. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, people, for, as soon as we released it, people loved it. So we were like, let's go with the second one. Second one we did was Mozart, basically the world's first Kanye and how he hated, uh, what's the other nigga name? Uh, uh, Beethoven, there mm-hmm. we go. And so, and how basically Mozart was the best composer of all time. How he was, you know, basically he was Jesus mm-hmm. all over the place. And then the second one, the first one that aired on BET was about Abe Lincoln and the slaves. And uh, Abe Lincoln freed the slaves and basically he freed them. And now the slaves was asking for jobs in the barbershop. So mm-hmm. it's just, this is, that's how it goes. Every episode you can watch is, takes place in the barbershop. We just filmed Gandhi in the mm-hmm. barbershop. And... And he basically gets in an argument with the barber and fights the barber, but non-violently. So, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very dope, uh, uh, man, it's, uh, it's a different see, concept. Apple juice has me forget my words. It's very, <laughs> yeah, it's a very dope concept that uh, our leader, John Holland, not a quick comment that. <laughs> leader. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, so Greenbench is a cult now. <laughs> so, yeah, how do I join this cult? The, the, dope, the dopest thing about uh, Greenbench is uh, we are a collective for sure. Like, yeah, because we bullshitted mostly in college except John. Like, while all of us were going out and partying, John was studying his craft. But John will tell you too, like he said before, it's like, you know, without y'all, there was still to be no green bench. So, like, it's mostly, it, it is a collective. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, he's the uh, foundation mm-hmm. of it. So, so how'd you get involved with green bench? I mean, were you guys like friends and he was like, oh, Nick, you want to do this thing with me? And you were like, sure, fuck it, let's do it? Or, you know, I'm going to wait till John's on the podcast to tell <laughs> you how. It all came around. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell you how it came from my angle. Yeah, so how did you, yeah. Okay, so freshman year of college at North Carolina a and State University, agricultural and technical state university, mm-hmm. Aggie Pride, uh, my roommate was friends with John's roommate from school, or just before, I don't know, I don't even know if it's before, shout out to Tron and Jay, uh, so... They were friends, so I, I became friends with Tron. So I would go down and, and chill in Tron's room and be like, oh, uh, 
why is your roommate sleep at eight o'clock? John. <laughs> John. <laughs> so it'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. And the funniest thing was trying to hate John's friends. It'd be like, trying to be talking mad shit about John and John. Well, not John, but John's friends at least. His friends. Yeah. And so it'd be like, I'd be chilling with uh, trying. So for the longest, I thought John was like this lame and he had these lame ass friends. Until mm. I like got to know John like before the freshman year. And so mm-hmm. we, we got cool. And then the next year, they filmed a uh, sketch called The Blocker, which is basically the first three-minute sketch. And, you know, it went around campus like fucking wildfire. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody was talking about it. And I was like, yo, those are my boys. But, I mean, like, I ain't seen it yet. <laughs> like, yeah. it was weird. It was really weird. Like, I hung out with them a lot, but I was like, I haven't seen it. And it was, uh, and so one day I, uh, I watched it, and I was like, Huh, it's cool right here. Oh, it's kind of nice. So I was like, John, what y'all got next? So they did another one called The Hood of Oz. Mm-hmm. I was like, John, I'm trying to be in one, yo. Mm-hmm. And we, next one we did, we did called Commercials. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, and we, me and John were in the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw this thing for commercial for uh, some sort of butchered beef product. And mm-hmm. we, we just rattled off these a bunch of jokes and we were like let's go film that right now so we literally left the cafeteria went back to uh uh the house where john stayed and we shot this nick's butchered brief sketch commercial sketch or whatever and that was my introduction into green bench and then we've been doing it ever since ever since all right interesting i think i knew your story you know yeah. i didn't know john yeah. was better at eight o'clock I was like, I'm serious. I gotta get out. John, yeah, John was very serious about his his studies all four years of school, and so it's just like, wow. The rest of us kind of just like we was we was like doing all kinds of shit. We're having fun. I was RA in in college, so I had Mm -hmm. that part just taking up my time. But John was very like serious about like getting the craft of, you know. Mm -hmm. But even freshman year, he was like a business major. So I think that really fucked him up. Had him going to bed mad early because you he, gotta be focused for business yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, for the longest I did, I was just like, oh man. So we finally became cool, and then just that Been was it. From there. Since, and then yeah. like I met the rest of the fellas. In fact, Lewis. Whenever I first met Lewis, for the, I guess I want to say for the first month, we would sit in a room together and wouldn't say nothing to each other. <laughs> That's not weird. Like, <laughs> you be like, in the same room? I'm like, I hope there's other people in the room. Yeah, it'd be like, well, because, all right, like I said, I'll apologize because you don't know our friend's name. LJ, mm-hmm. we'd go hang out his room because he had, like, PlayStation. We'd all be in the room. And sometimes it just, it, like, they'd, everybody else would leave the room. It'd be just me and Lewis not saying nothing. <laughs> all right, you know, and then now. Now it was like, it was, that's my homie. Yeah, that's exactly. So outside of Green Bench, like if you were to do a sketch or get a show picked up or do a movie, who would you want to work with? Like that's famous, like a celebrity, like comedically. Maybe someone to play your dad or just to be in in the playing scene with you. Will Smith. Okay. That's who I look up to as Would actor. you want it to be dramatic Will Smith or do you want him to be I want him to be men in black Will Smith. Okay. Bad okay. boy Will Smith, something okay. like that. Okay, okay. And I and I say I look up to as an actor, like, cause I don't even like his movies. I just like, you know, you know what's uh, the thing that I like about him is the progression he made as an actor, because whatever he first started in uh, Fresh Prince, like he'll tell you, like I didn't even, 
uh, like I didn't, I wasn't a good actor, and like you can watch the old episodes. I saw an interview with him. He was like, if you could see me in the first like season or so, uh, saying the lines of the other actors, and then mm. I delivered. Like you get, and then I watched it before. Uh, you could see him like mimicking, as like Uncle Phil is talking. Shut he's up. saying like, his mouthing lines. the lines. And then he delivers his lines. It's so crazy. And then it's just like, and then, yeah. And then he got acting coaches and became a much better actor. Mm-hmm. Like, um, uh, Oscar-nominated actor. And so I'm like, man, that's really dope. Like, Because right now I haven't done anything to improve my acting. I've kind of just, you know, been around. Mm-hmm. And so I want to do that myself as soon as I can afford some of these acting classes. Yeah, because some of them can get a little, uh, get a little steep. Yeah. A little steep. So, yeah, that that's why I would like, I don't know. And then I've always just been a fan. So, mm-hmm. Or even Martin Lawrence, too. I like I love Martin. Yeah. Martin is just, well, I love old Martin. I don't know if he can bring that same energy like he used to. Because you change. Yeah. You know, a lot of older comedians, like, they'll have their niche when, like, back in the day. And then when they get older and they're not in the loop in the comedy, mm-hmm. you know, world and doing stuff now. Then it's like, you still got what you can do? Like, can you can you tap into it? Or is it rust? I mean, because it's a skill. Like, if you've been, can you still do these same things? Or can you stay up? Yeah. See, I ain't in the rumor. But they say, rumor has it. That he's like on like these depressant pills or something like that, and that's what keeps him mm. subdued. Like, because if you watch his show that he just came out with Kelsey Grammer, he, partners or something like that, it's like yeah, he's, he's very, the second in the show. Yeah, he's he's not funny at all. He's very but he's calm. not the funny one in the show. Yeah, he's Kelsey not the Grammer way he's written. Is. Yeah, it's like it's so so weird seeing him that way, and yeah. So, but yeah, I, I would love Old Martin and, and yeah or Will Smith, like just because. So what's going on um with Nick's love life? So Nick, are you dating someone or you have? Well, I mean, I know these things, but you know, you dating multiple people? Or are you? Where am on? I at? I am Where? a single man. You know. Nah, yeah, I'm single. You single? Um, are you looking, or do you think here? Are you just focused on career? What What's your? Where are you right now in your love life? <laughs> I think I, John uh, is passionate about Nick's love life. <laughs> He's grunting over here. <laughs> I don't know if that's like he wants you to be with someone or <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know what that was, but <laughs> probably I, not uh, into the podcast. Here, here's here's where I am in my love life. I have been single for six years, right? And the reason I've been single, the, like the first four, four, four for sure, maybe even the fifth one. But the fir- first four, I was just like, I don't want a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm having fun being single because I just like I was I moved I had just moved out here and the uh, the first the three before because I only had I only claimed three real girlfriends in my life. Mm-hmm. The three girlfriends I had before, you know, two of them didn't end that good, and then the other one was just like, you know, it's just better that we be apart. So I was like, I'm just be me for a while and mm-hmm. then see what happens. So now it's like I'm not necessarily looking, but I'm not gonna run from it. Like there's somebody I kind of got an eye on, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna see how that goes. But other than that, I ain't, yeah. You know. Do you believe that people can have a healthy and stable relationship in the business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> depends. Mm-hmm. Because you look at celebrities and you're like, man, that shit looks fucked from the outside. Mm-hmm. Like, it can't be having a happy relationship. And then you see 
famous people that have been married for a while, and then you're just like, I guess that works. I don't know. Yeah. I can't. I do. I believe it can happen. Yeah. <laughs> do I believe you got to work hard at it? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. I don't know. But I think that's like anything. Yeah. You know. I think. I think the the more it's in the spotlight, the probably harder you got to work. Mm-hmm. Cause you got first you are you got to keep it out of the spotlight as much as possible, and then like they might fail tomorrow. But I look at like somebody like Jay Z and Beyonce and be like, they look like they got it together. As much as you hear about yeah. them, like they ain't broken yet. So, but you don't know what goes behind closed doors yeah. for anybody. You know what I yeah. mean? So on you know surface levels, like oh yeah, they got it together until you saw the elevator. It's like oh shit. You well, know. see that one he wanted, like uh, Beyonce was hitting his ass. It was, it, it was, was a, yeah. But that you don't know why, and we don't know yeah, the reason so. why her sister was. Yeah, like, they say she was defending Beyonce. Or yeah, so like, we don't, don't really know. know. But you know, you don't know the end of the day. You know, mm. he might have said her dress was ugly. That might, that might be the why she was. Yeah, she was sensitive. Maybe she was on a period. Yeah, and it was just like extra sensitive. Who knows? Uh-huh. So and then, but yeah, as far as um, yeah, I think it can work. You mm-hmm. just gotta, you just gotta work really hard at it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm gonna flip this next question. All right, so what was the most embarrassing thing you've done or had happen to you on a date? Hmm. You know, that's a good question. I don't, I don't get embarrassed on dates. I haven't, uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't had an. Or did she get date. embarrassed by something that you did on a date? I guess because I keep my dates so plain. Because I, I know I think I've done something that was embarrassing. Like, tell me your story and see if I can come up with something. But then again, it was just me being me, well, and he was just he was just stuffy. It was a dude that worked for, like, the Washington Post. A friend of mine was like, hey, you know, let's go to happy hour. Because mm-hmm. I feel like professionals go to happy hour. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, we're going to meet somebody. So I met this dude, and we went to dinner or something like that. And it wasn't even, like... I was just being me. So mm-hmm. I was loud and I was just doing, I don't, I don't maybe characters or something at the table or just being really like, I don't know, just uh-huh. loud. And he was just like, oh, why, why are you so loud? Uh. Why, why are you so big, doing so much? Calm down. I was like, what do you mean? And I was just being, it was just my personality. But because he works a nine to five, yeah. works for the Washington Post, he was so suit and tie-ish uh-huh. that I was like, all right, this isn't going to work. You're too uptight. So I don't know if he was embarrassed, but I felt like, to a degree, Probably I was, was embarrassing him. You know, and that makes me think, this is why I don't have any embarrassing moments, because I I get uptight on dates. Mm. But not, not like the stuffy type of uptight, but I get like, like I try so hard. Like, it's, it's really weird, and I shouldn't be this. I hate that I do this, but you don't meet Nicholas on the first date. Is this your alter ego? Who else? Who shows up on the date? You mean you mean some you mean some <laughs> nigga? Are you, have you just diagnosed yourself? Are you bipolar? You, <laughs> I, you don't meet you don't meet like the real personality. You, mm-hmm. you meet like a subdued version of me. Like, mm-hmm. And I guess because it's like I try so hard to be chill and cool, and mm-hmm. and I try so hard, and, and which I hate, like because I want I wish I could just be like, hi, this is me, but I don't know. And for some reason, I I uh, I don't pull out like. I don't know my full personality. You don't know why that happens? It just I, happens that way? I think, because I, I get so nervous about the date that I'm like, okay, don't fuck this up. And then, like, I end up being so reserved mm-hmm. that you don't see 
who I really am. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like I think I've been on a lot of dates before and they didn't materialize because they're like that's not the same dude. That's not the person I've, I've met to before. Yeah. Or met in this situation. Yeah. And so it's like I don't know, it's it's really weird. It's like cause especially if I meet somebody and I was like drinking the, the night we met or something mm. like that. Like I like because I'm already like fun and to chill with and talk to. So if you if I drink, I'm like outgoing, and so I think whenever I meet women, and they're like that dude's so fun to hang around, and then we go out on a date, and he's like and she's like, why is he acting so just kind of quiet, quiet and now, kept to yourself, and so I yeah I've tried to uh, change that about me, because mm-hmm. it's just because it, that's a whole other thing too, just being more uh, relaxed around on that first date. Like, even with the women I've been out, like, my first girlfriend, I remember, like, I knew it couldn't work while I was dating her because I kept thinking, like, I don't, I can't be myself. For some reason, I wasn't, mm-hmm. I was never myself around her. It was so weird. But, like, and I don't know. I just was like, this is not going to work because I, I can't just be me. Yeah. So, That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, so I guess you have to consciously tell yourself, I guess, like, unlike me. Like for that yeah. date, I was just like, "Fuck it, this is me." Yeah, and I wish I, for I, for some reason I wish I could do this, but for some reason I cannot. Or it's not that I can't; it's just I had to tell myself, "Mick, loosen the fuck up." Mm-hmm. Like you see me around. Well, you know what you should friends. do. You should do is take some shots, but not get wasted. <laughs> not get wasted. You know, because if you if that's the nick that people like, you yeah. know what I mean. Please don't become an alcoholic yeah. after this. <laughs> like every date you go on, you're like, "Oh, you told me get wasted." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh <laughs> shit." Now we gotta take Nick to re- uh, AA, so don't get that. But I think it's it's as simple as taking like an energy drink or something. Yeah, because energy drinks loosen me up too. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Like and I, I don't know. like I, the next time I go on a date, I probably will just like have a Red Bull vodka before I go. Yeah, and a mint. <laughs> in a minute, yeah. she's like, I okay, think I, he was drunk. Go back to her friends. Like that's probably you know that's probably why people take their dates to bars a lot. Yeah, because it gets them... It gets them loose. Yeah, you're... And then it's just, like, no hiding after that anyway, so mm-hmm. it's like... But, yeah, it's like, for some reason, I just... I become, like, reserved. Mm. And that's why I don't have those uh, embarrassing yeah. date moments. So, have you ever had a work... Like, a, a bad date, though? Like, an like extreme bad date? Or have they kind of been neutral? Because I guess you've been keeping it calm. Well, so yeah. I remember, my, I remember a date I had in college. It was, But this is... It's not going to be, like, a bad date. It's like, oh, everything was going wrong. Well, I had two. Uh, it was weird. The first one, I was my junior year. Uh, I went on a date with this girl. And she was so... It, like I said, I reserved myself. So, I was just mm-hmm. mad quiet. And then she didn't say shit. <laughs> so it was just a so quiet y'all were just ass mute. <laughs> Y'all were like at the library. I, we went to the movies and I was like, oh, thank God. We're supposed to be quiet in here. <laughs> so it was just like, it was like the most safest place. Because we, nobody was saying, like in the car, we were just like, <laughs> so, uh, how was your day? Good. This is one word right. answer. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's all cool. it was. And then the uh, then the second date, bad date I went on, was like we got pulled over by the cops twice. It was weird. I can't even remember Dang. why. I can't. Even, well, I never. I didn't get a ticket. Well, we just on the we, same date though. Yeah, it was weird. Have you ever farted on a date? Or farted on, and then try to sit on it real quick, and then 
or blaming on somebody else. Well, I've definitely farted on dates, but just I, I let out a bunch of silent ones because I I don't know I get the bubble I get butterflies when I be on dates. Maybe so stinking on the date. Not necessarily. Like they, like they, the girl will never know. My most embarrassing fart moment came whenever I was having sex with the next girlfriend. I was having while sex. you were having sex while I was having sex stroking. Doggy style. <laughs> what? I was right. I was behind it, and I, it was like. <laughs> And I stopped. <laughs> and I, I, I was like, I was like, she ain't noticed. I'm keep going. And then I know. Did you fart? She I said was that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I so was she like, stopped you. Yeah, because I, I stopped. Now I was like, she ain't here. I'm gonna keep going. And I kept going. And then she she said it. Did you fart? And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like. I would keep going, and then we, just, we just kept going. Oh well, as long as it didn't stink, though, that's the thing. Nah, it didn't. I don't, I don't know where it came from. It, it surprised me too. Like <laughs> it's not like I was like I had the bubble guts or anything. It just was like that was surprising. Damn, that's, that's surprising. You know, it's funny when I was thinking about my questions and stuff for you. The first thing that came to my mind was Nicotrocious. and I'm like, where did you get that from? Nicotrocious came from a yeah. cousin. Oh, they name like that's your nickname that your cousin calls you. No, oh, he, it's not uh, not even uh, what he calls me. It's like one time when we were really young. Uh, it's my older cousin. They were coming up with <laughs> me and my uncle. I have a really or he was well, he's not really young anyway. But mm-hmm. he was like really my uh, one of my older cousins and my youngest uncle. They were close in age, and so they got along really well. And they were coming up with rap names for me and my brother. And they and he called me Nick Atrocious, and they died laughing. They loved it. I was just like, that's just funny. I like it. And so I kept Nick Atrocious. Uh, like, I, it, it just, I never forgot about it. And so mm. when it, Twitter came along and Instagram came along, I was like, Nick Atrocious is my Twitter name. Yeah. So. Oh, by the way, so what we will do is the end too, but might as well do it now. So Nick Atrocious is your Instagram and, and your Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. yeah. And probably anything else, I'm like PlayStation Network. <laughs> like, oh, so you play games and stuff. It's like that's your name. That's Nicotrocious. Yeah, yeah. Like I just use it all the time. So. Oh, oh, might as well. I mean, it's catchy. Yeah. You know, I guess that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh shit. I was like, I got the podcast with Nick tonight. And I was like, Nicotrocious. What the fuck? I was like, that's <laughs> the first thing that came. Not even no, any questions. No, uh, I had a uh, this one girl. I was. I ain't gonna say I dated her. We were kind of flirting, but we actually never actually went on a date. But we met outside a couple, met at bars a couple of times or whatever. Mm-hmm. And her and her friend, every time they saw me, they'd be like, Nick Atrocious! That, like, that's how they knew me. Because mm-hmm. of my Instagram and Twitter. Like, so I get it. Like, people just be like, people, after people meet me, they like it. Like, whenever mm-hmm. I first tell people, they be like, well, how you spell, how you spell? I'm like, oh, okay, don't worry about how to spell it. I'll, let me put it in. And then just know to uh, follow. So Yeah. yeah. That's true. I'm like, I don't know if I would not spell it. I guess I have to... It's actually... It's really... It, all you have to do is sound it out. Yeah. Oh, so it's like phonics. Yeah. So okay. I, and I see K... Wait. And I see K. K. Uh, a. A. Trocious. T-R-O-U-S. No. T- you forgot the... Oh, you forgot <laughs> the O-S-H-S. O-S-H-S. What? <laughs> T-R-O-T-R-O-C-I-O-U-S. Yeah. What you said. What you said. Yeah. I said nigga nigga There we go. Yeah. Boom. All right. 
So uh, when you were, did you always know you want to do something entertainment? You know, it's, it, this is a fun question. Um, cause, all right, I'm gonna just tell a story. Mm-hmm. All right, so whenever I was uh, about sixth grade, mm-hmm. uh, I joined theater arts mm-hmm. and loved it. No, not sixth grade, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Joined theater arts, loved it. Sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, I was able to take it. I was in plays and stuff. Really, just was like, yeah, I want to be an actor now. Hmm. This is what fucked me up because I I was so lazy as a, a teenager. They were like, okay, if you want to be in theater arts in high school, you got to write an essay. You can't do it in your ninth grade year, but you, and then you have to write an essay uh, going into your tenth grade year. And I'm like, I ain't write no fucking essay. I'm about to play this PlayStation. You can kiss my ass. That's what I felt. Damn. As, as a student, so I was like, right, I'm gonna go to my second talent, and that's art. I love art, so mm. I'm gonna be an artist. And I took art classes all through mm. high school, majoring in art in college and stuff like that. But then the thing about majoring in art in college is like, I was I still love movies, like movies and television. I love watching it, and I would I would always imagine myself in movies and television, or in, yeah. So and then I was a art major in college, and then we met. I met John, and you know we became Green Bench, and I started doing that, and I was like, man, I really I forgot how much I love this shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is so much fun. Like acting and stuff like that and so uh whenever i went my senior year i took a, a, a acting class and was like i don't want to toot my own horn but you know i was good like my mm-hmm. my teacher was like man you're really good or at least that's what he was telling me like well i ain't gonna say it was just my teacher like i did a couple monologues and um i had a, a one a couple students coming to me like yo nick that was that was really good like you know you might have some time and i was like well, really no, that was good. Shit. Okay, yeah, well, thank you. So, if you wrote a damn Cause, essay, because I tried, I tried to make sure. Yeah, I because I, I uh, at the at that point I was like, I didn't want to take myself too seriously as an actor because mm. you know all we do is green bench. You know, we you know we don't we try to act as best as we can, but we know we're not trained. Mm. So I don't want I don't want people to be like, oh, this nigga think he an actor, but I, I really do try whenever I'm like mm-hmm. doing this stuff. Like so, uh, yeah, I've always kind of known. I wanted, well, I ain't gonna say always, but at least in seventh grade, I would definitely want to be an actor. And yeah, like if I would have just wrote the essay, I probably would have done a different path, but I'm mm-hmm. glad, I'm happy with the path I yeah. took. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with the path I took. I'm glad I met the guys in Green Bench because, you know, this is, this is the way we're trying to make it is so different from just like, oh, we're just gonna, uh, you know, get an agent and go on mm-hmm. a bunch of auditions or whatever and get a manager and do that. Like, we're trying to sell our own thing and mm. then make it. So, that's really dope. So, what would be, you know, since you're talking about it, what's complete success for you? When do you feel like, all right, I'm in a happy place in my career and things are moving the way you want it to move? Mm. Complete success. I don't know if there's a such thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just like, okay. So, you're always moving forward. So, when yeah. do you feel like you're at a good place, though? What, what okay? I guess what a good place because I guess a good place. When are you happy is, with your career path? Just whenever I get paid for doing what I love to do, like I can be. If and what's I, that? Acting and writing at this point, like I just I've recently fallen in love with writing. I like I really enjoy like mm-hmm. I've written. Uh, obviously, you know I'm writing a uh, or wrote a web series called Black Angus, which we're filming now, which I love. And then like you know me and John. Uh, Wrote on the World Star Hip Hop pilot for Adult Swim Network, but I don't know if I can say talk about this. 
but yeah, I'm sure we can. Yeah. Talk about it now. Go yeah. ahead, talk away. So we wrote on it and, you know, it got produced, so that was cool. And, or John's episode got produced, but I still wrote another episode that didn't get used. But yeah. So you basically, still did it. yeah. And, you know, we wrote on our own pilot for Adult Swim, two of them. And then, what else have we written? I've written, you know, a couple sketches for the agreements in general. So, like, yeah. That's my uh, goal to be get paid for either acting or writing or both. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah, I do love it. So I guess success is being able to live off what I love and not have to have a fallback job. But see, that's the reason I don't I say uh, when do I have complete success is because the uh, entertainment industry is so fickle. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I have complete success right now because I, I sold a show and it's doing well. That don't mean that show can't get canceled in three years, and then I'm just back to square one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like there's, because after that I want to move forward, and so maybe people, another show. Yeah, or even a movie. Like if I wrote a movie, I'm, oh man, this is completely success. Mm-hmm. I'm starring in a movie. I just mm-hmm. made uh, ten million dollars because I started in a movie. Like that's better than what I did before. So there's no complete success for me. Uh, which is where I'm happy at. It's just where I don't have to work it target anymore yeah. yeah so but it seems like for me from what i'm taking from tell me if i'm wrong complete success is or being in a good place is acting yeah and writing yeah. and doing that professionally and letting that be your main source yeah. of income and, even, and you would be happy with I, that. yeah i don't even have to be rich like a lot of people like yeah i want to be just i want to be super famous and make 20 million dollars a film like, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean that that'd be that's a great perk mm-hmm. but if i made uh thirty thousand a year and was able to do this full time, I'd be happy with that. Like mm-hmm. most people, like nigga, that's barely what a teacher makes. <laughs> <Think, I'm like, laughs> but I'm just I, thinking like, oh, okay. But I would, I would, but, yeah, so you could live on happy it. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, 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 would not complain if I could just act and write and mm-hmm. made money off that. Like, I'm totally happy with that. Because actually, thirty thousand is more than I make now. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, that's I, real. People listen like, damn, nigga, that's all you make. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't make shit. Or so. somebody's thinking like, oh, so I can book Nick for this shit, and I can pay these other people this, and Nick is good with that. No, but, no fuck, fuck <laughs> you. You ain't gonna be paying. You ain't be paying me no no chump change either. <laughs> if you paying everybody else all good salaries, nah, you gotta well, pay know, me. We're we gonna get Nick that five dollars. He say he just good with thirty. Yeah. So we gonna pay this dude over here. 50, that's what we're paying everybody else. Mm. But yeah, you have the, you know, you wouldn't be able to do that anyway because of unions and laws and all that shit. So yeah. they wouldn't legally be able to do that yeah. anyway. So yeah, so it's like, I, my complete success is just working in my field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, only, the, the thing I have to get over is I have this odd fear of uh, not being good enough. Like, mm-hmm. John would be like, nigga, nigga, you good, you're fine. Like whenever I go for like a uh, audition or or uh, or if we're in a writer's room, mm-hmm. like we were World Hot Sports Stars, like you're fine. Like that's why our uh, like for the example World Star, like you know the thing about uh, Hollywood is the best thing can, you can have other than talent is relationships with people. Mm-hmm. So our our uh, basically be, our f- best friend in the business put us in the writer's room. And I can't, he, you know, it's one of those things like he wouldn't have put me in the writer's room either or also if I didn't, he didn't think I had talent because he's mm-hmm. read stuff I've written and obviously, and he, every time he comes back to me, it's like, you have a knack for it. Like, yeah, it could be better, but 
you have a knack. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, yeah. it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I love I'm getting this love for writing. So if I can just get rid of this strange fear of not being good enough, I'll be fine. I feel like honestly, that's going to be in people regardless, yeah. you know, but it's just making sure to squash it certain times and not letting that overpower the actual skill set because there's nerves yeah everybody has nerves when they perform I, you know I, or nerve or feel a little bit of energy when it's like an audition room yeah. or you know you feel that but then either you use it and just don't like fumble and like collapse yeah sometimes i wish i just had like i wish i had i was the other way around where i was like i'm super confident but not that good because mm. you know some people some people would be total trash and be like, yo, I'm so, like, they'd be like, yeah, I'm about to go in here and destroy this. Like, nigga, you ain't that good. Yeah. I'm like, well, what, what did you think you was that good? Like, <laughs> who told who you? Who told you like, you were good? Just like those people on American Idol. Like, just, uh, like, for example, like, they go in and they sing terribly and be like, I know I'm good. And it's like, oh, who told you that shit? Who's, who lied to you? Yeah. Do you hear yourself? And it's just like one of those things, like. I'm the opposite of that, where it's like, I think, like, probably I'm really, really good, but I doubt myself mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I got to get over that shit. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm trying to get over it, but not become too cocky. Because mm-hmm. even with Green Bench, people come up to me and like, yo, I love what you're doing in Green Bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we were on the pilot set, people were coming up to me and like, that scene, you killed it. You killed it. I'm like, I think you. I think you. Oh, shit. I think you. Yeah. So I'm like, I just got to get over the the self-doubt, mm-hmm. which is crippling for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but yeah. yeah. I think that happens in due time. You know, getting over it. All right, I have another random-ass question. Uh, just for shits and giggles. If you had a superpower, what would you have and why? You know, a dude asked me this the other day, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Uh... Go back to your inner child, because you know, yeah. everybody has a, something they wish they could do. I guess if I had to pick a superpower, it would be uh, what's, the, what's the shit Professor Xavier got? Telepathy. Or telekinesis, one of the okay. two. Mm-hmm. Maybe even both. Mm-hmm. Jean Grey had both, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. pick uh, Jean Grey's power. She had telepathy and telekinesis. She can move shit with her mind and control of people's minds. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's like weird, but then cool at the same time because you moving shit in the room. It's like that's weird, yeah. but then you change, you fucking up their minds. And stuff. I like that one. I don't know yeah. else that one. Yeah. So, so let's be like, because I'm lazy as fuck. So it'd be like instead of having to get up and go get me a. Uh, Anything. Get a oh, beer, grab a remote, get a remote. Grab my phone. Like, my phone's been sitting in the other room the whole time. And if I had telekinesis, I would just move the shit over here. But I would have been like, well, I'm going to wait till the podcast is over. I'm going to get my shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, my phone uh, is there. But if I had that power, I can go get it. That's true. Hope your phone doesn't ring. It's not disturbing the podcast. No, that so. shit is on vibrate. Okay. Anybody call me. Yeah, everybody's here. Yeah, everybody's exactly. Everybody's here. The, so. people, the people that text me are in the room. Minus right now, minus Jamal, minus or and your brother. Yeah, well, I mean, he no, he ain't. Well, yeah, he might text me. My mom ain't text me this late. The few, the couple chicks that might text me this late. Yeah, they might, but I might. I don't care. They texting you now, and you might. Dang, dang the you might be missing I, that text. Dang the special one I'm trying to get at. I already talked to her today. 
Oh, oh, look at that. Putting it out there. And he got a date. You trying to line up for next week. We're not going to put a date well, out there. Yeah, it's my but, birthday. I'm trying to yeah. go on a date for my birthday. You yeah. should go on a date for your birthday. We're going to date on my birthday. I'll be, I'll be turning. Around my birthday. Mm-hmm. I'll be turning, uh, I'm turning 30 next week. And that's another thing about, like, just life, man. It's like, whew, I thought I'd be in a different place at 30. Mm-hmm. Nope. You said nope. At but Target, it's not bad though. Chilling. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm be honest. I don't like my job. I do not like my job because, like I told you today, I, I we were talking on the way home. Mm-hmm. We rode home together. Lady, lady called me a bitch the other week. Then the lady told me she ain't like me this week. So it's like, nah, yeah. I don't, why do I like my job? I don't like my job. Mm-hmm. It ain't terrible. It's work. So I don't, I don't front of nobody that got work. If you got work, put, you know, you know, food in your. It was just stomach and the roof over your head and make that money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's definitely not where I wanted to be at 30, so. But I don't know. I don't as long as you keep I'm pushing. happy with life, though. Yeah, that's the, as long that's as you keep pushing, though. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm happy with life. Like, you know, my car is sitting out there. I can't drive it right now because I ain't got the proper documentation. <laughs> my, I ain't got shit in my room. Like, we shot a sketch last week. Uh,. And they were like, yeah, we're just going to use your room. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'll just clear it out. It took me like two seconds to clear my room out. I was like, damn, I don't own shit. It's like it cleared out own, real quick. I don't own a fucking thing. This is, I shouldn't be able to clear out my room this quick. Damn. Like nobody else can clear out their room as quick as I can clear out my room. Yeah, I mean, like if, 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 this, if this place started uh, burning down, I'd be able to save everything in my room. <laughs> that's, that's, if we still be struggling. That's the pitiful part. Like, yeah. Yeah. So... I'll be kidnapping you. Nick, can you grab our shit yeah. too? Like, Nick, can you go get go get that, Nick? So, yeah, I ain't happy with where... I, well, I ain't gonna say I'm not happy. I'm happy with my life. But mm-hmm. it ain't where I want to be, but I'm happy with it. Like, I'm still... You know, I, people tell me, like, people asking me, how long are you gonna keep doing green, bitch? How long are you gonna keep trying? Uh, I'm gonna keep trying. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else I want to do. Like, there's literally like I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna find I'm gonna try to find a better job than what I have now. Mm-hmm. If I gotta keep working in you know regular ass workforce, but mm-hmm. I ain't gonna never stop trying. Yeah. So what are you working on now? So where can people find you? What projects? I know you had mentioned some stuff earlier, but just hash that out again. Put that out there. Where to find you? What are you? What you right. working on? So basically. This Tuesday, BET, mm-hmm. The Experiment, uh, at 5 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Pacific. Watch The Experiment. I said it again. So you can see our new sketch, The Caveman, World History Barbershop, The Caveman. But you can also go on YouTube.com slash TV and watch just all our sketches because we're that good. You can also listen to our podcast, which you guest star. (laughs) It's technically your podcast, too, because you're on the logo. Yeah. So you technically have two podcasts. I do. You just don't. You're not always on there. Mm -hmm. So you can listen to our podcast at uh, Green Bench, the podcast. You can find that on uh, iTunes or Mm greenbench.podbean.com. So you can find that. Uh, Right now, we're working on the uh, web series I I, uh, uh, thought up completely. I was by myself. No, nah, I'm joking. Uh, no, nah, I did. I did. I did. All by myself. I did write the episodes, then I took it to the fellas. This is how we were collaborating. I wrote it, and then we took it to collabor- uh, to the fellas. They made it better because four minds are better than one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so get ready for Black Angus coming in May. 
because uh, that's gonna be dope. And I'm, I'm saying May because that's when we gonna have this shit done now. John, May. And, He's talking uh, to his leader. Yeah, <laughs> leader. May. Uh, Remember, and, watch out. I don't know if people make threats and demands like that to their leader like that in the cult. You can go online, uh, search uh, uh, Christopher Columbus Subway, watch my Subway commercial, which oh, they cut me right. out of uh, Eat Fresh. They cut me out of Eat Fresh, but yeah, you can do that. Um, and uh, yeah, what else? I got? Watch, go to uh, Netflix, watch Criminal Minds Season 8 Restoration. You can see me as a cop. Oh, well, damn. I was like, wait a minute, you got yeah. a co-star? Yeah. Nah, I ain't got no Oh, uh, I was like, you got a guest star spot? Hey, you can see me for like, you can see me looking tough for like five seconds. There I look you tough. Go. I look but you got paid, though. I got, yeah. You got paid. Hey, uh, you can check me on Scandal Season 3. That's real shit. Uh, you might not, you might miss me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blink. Yeah, you might miss me on that one. But nah, for real. Uh, those three. What else? I, am I missing anything? You're doing ha- no, your social media stuff. Oh yeah, social media. Uh, Cause they're like, oh, I forgot. I don't know. I don't know where to find them. On Facebook, Nicholas Travis. On Twitter, Instagram, at Nick Atrocious. N i c k a t r o c i o u s. Yeah. Yeah, cause some people may be like me, and you know. Oh, and Vine. I'm on Vine at the same name. Mm-hmm. I don't Vine that much, but randomly might see one. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I haven't mentioned too, and I gotta throw this out there. I'm in a place dedicated for Women's History Month, even though you know I'm interviewing or yeah, talking. Yeah, you, you gotta pick up your own shit. Well, no, yeah, I'm gonna say even though we, you know, you a man, but I'm so this is dedicated Women's History Month. We have a festival, ten minute play festival, Town Street Theater, LA dot org. It's Town Street Theater, LA dot org, and it's Town T O W N E, so with the E at the end. And I'm in three of the shows, so come this. Let's see. Friday and Sunday, and then the following uh, Thursday and Saturday the 28th. I'll be in all three shows. So come check me out. You can go to tickets and buy it on that website. If you have a group ticket, you can, or six or more, $15 for each person, buy all the tickets at once. Or we also have billboards, too. We have billboards all over L.A. So if you find a billboard, you can get a $10 ticket. I haven't even found the billboard, so... Didn't you say they were going to like Franklin? Yeah, but I've been taking the Metro there, so I haven't... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And then there's one, I think it's on La Brea. I'm actually giving you guys hints, so I think it's on Franklin, and then one's on La Brea. Somewhere on La Brea, somewhere on Franklin. Send that picture on... Find it on the website, and then send a picture to the email and say, hey, give me a $10 ticket. If you find it, let me know. Because I actually know I've seen people post it, but I want to see it myself. Hopefully tomorrow when I'm going to set, I'll find it. So check out the play. Check out all this stuff. You can find me, Instagram, Megan A. Weaver. Twitter, Bacon Eatin' Megan. Facebook, my fan page, I am Megan Weaver. I have a lot going on with my regular fan page. Or, have, have you, you know, I, if I ask you, see how good you are promoting yourself, have you put your, uh, your, uh, Link to your podcast and your bios? I did. Okay. So the bio for the show has my podcast. And it also has all my social media stuff, too. Because okay. I talked to a friend of mine about it, too. And he's like, yeah, we need to make sure in the programs or on something, you know, blasting out all your social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that's where, I mean, if you've been listening and following my podcast, that's where things are going nowadays anyway. So get on it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Follow us. All those things. Tune hey, in, all that jazz. I might have him yell over here. Hey, John, is there anywhere in public that people can watch the uh, pilot for that we've done? Mm-hmm. No? 
Oh, okay. Second one, if yeah. you search it, you can find it. Oh yeah, you can actually. Really, I've you had. Can't tell them where to go find it, but they can find the second one. I will say, you know, with the pilot, I've actually had a regular place where I bartend. Uh, the guy was like, oh my god, I love the pilot. I was showing my friends. He told me this a month ago. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, your pilot's online. We were laughing at those stupid shit y'all doing. This was funny. I was oh, like, I didn't. See, I didn't know. Was, but well, we I can't didn't, legally tell No, him. I didn't tell him where to go. He found it on himself. You can find it. But if you, right. yeah, you can, so he just Googled Green Bench stuff. Search the Green Bench show. No, search. Green Bench, the American Daydream. Green the American Daydream. And you can find our second pilot, apparently. So, yeah. yeah. Which Megan is also in, people. That's right. So, yeah. If you're listening, you're a fan of Megan, so that means you need to go watch it. That's right. And I don't even think he typed in the whole title. Because I told him about it. I'm pretty sure he typed in, you know. I mean, with keywords and searches, you can type in and figure yeah. shit out. So, pretty yeah. much the American Daydream. Yeah, go find that. Watch go it. find it. Enjoy. You'll, you'll laugh. You really will. If, you know, if you're feeling down, pick yourself up. If you want to be in a good mood, watch it. If you're in a great mood, watch it. If you're in any mood, watch the pilot. If you're in a bad mood, it'll pick you up. Yeah. If you're doing everything... Go, whatever. Just watch the pilot. Find the pilot. Follow us on social media. All that stuff. Tune in next week. Love you guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Megan, for having me on. You're welcome. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. So you will see more or hear more Green Bench. Look, Jamal's like, what? <laughs> so Jamal. Yeah, Jamal's in the podcast too. He's getting on there. Yeah, he's gonna be on the podcast. What's happening, ladies? Yeah, and gentlemen. And gentlemen, okay. yeah, or crack or, or trannies, or I don't know who's listening. So, <laughs> <laughs> gender ambiguous people out there, <laughs> everybody. All right, thanks, guys. See you. We'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Peace out.